following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> Might be our last uh, intentional fall episode with this uh, entrance music. Oof. I, I am not so in tune with the rest of baseball that I didn't know that this Edwin Diaz guy was th- like that's a thing. Oh yeah, is this? I mean, has this been all season? I, I mean, I've only really no- heard about it in the last week or two. You and but... I don't watch much Mets baseball. No, but like but that's awesome. Yeah, the. Edwin Diaz, or uh, yeah, Edwin Diaz is the Mets closer. Which I any any told you that. his walk up or his you know his music from the bullpen to the mound is this song called Narcos, and I just just YouTube it, yep. just YouTube Edwin Diaz entrance, and if that don't like make the hair on your neck stand <laughs> up and get you pumped up, I don't know what does. Well, it's it a, is unbelievable entrance. It's this was actually four years ago the official music video because I found it. It's by a duo or a group. I have no idea who these people are. Blaster Jacks and Timmy Trumpet. And it's called Narco. And the video was posted on um, YouTube four years ago. It's got 39 million views. But I'm wondering how many of those are... As of recently, now that this guy is, well, I read if, to, if this guy's a thing. I read today that the song has shot up to number five on Spotify in the last week because this is all kind of come out. But man, you that's know, and a then badass song. And we were talking, you know, I, I showed this to you right before we yep. came on, and we were talking, and like, you know, there's not a lot of great ones. Like, obviously, as Brewer fans, we got to experience Trevor Hoffman and Hell's Bells. That right. was very cool. You know, Mariano Rivera, Enter Sandman. Um, one that you had forgotten about I, that I remembered was Todd Coffey, former Brewer reliever, sprinting in from the bullpen as they played the Ultimate Warrior theme music, <laughs> which is tough to top. That really That's a is. tough one to top. But this Edwin Diaz one, man, like, especially because it's not, it's nothing we know what the song is. No. It's not like a pop song. No. Like this is something anybody can make that. Like who I don't know if he came up with this or somebody else came up with it, but it is. No, whoa. you had brought up some. You know, what do you think of when? Like I was immediately thinking, like this is a Matador song when he's yeah. going to enter the arena and, and a bull is going to try and kill him. Yeah, you brought up like a like a western, like a gunslinger, Mexican sort of gunslinger standoff sort of thing. And that's that's really good too. But well, re- really, the first thing that came to my mind was I'm like I was thinking about Mexican wrestlers over the years, luchadors. Yeah, well, I was, and I'm like, dude, this is Eddie Guerrero. Like, I could totally see him walking out with the strut, with the greasy yes. hair to this. You know what I'm saying? For sure. China nope. on his arm. That's <laughs> excuse me, mamacita. Um, that's good. That's so. Thank yeah, you. For it was that. It's, it was cool. It's fun That's, to watch. The fans obviously have have big time taken to it yes. in New York, and I mean, hey, right. hey, let, I hope the Mets make the playoffs just because I want to see that in the playoffs, right? Get national yeah. attention and stuff, and not have it be so regional. So for okay, sure. so YouTube. What did we do? What did we say? Blaster Jacks and Timmy Trumpet. 
Narco. That's the song. That's the song. You can look on Twitter. Or, or and, just look at Edwin Diaz's yeah. entrance and it'll... Yeah, and they'll you'll have something up, which, yeah, thank you for that, because that was... I wasn't in the Goosebumps mood, but I think on any other, like, if I was there, <sighs> for sure. That's that that that's pretty awesome. I All told right. you, I'm about ready to like fucking put somebody through the table here. <laughs> Jacked up. That is how we will start this edition of the Intentional Foul. We're in preseason week number two for the NFL. We'll start with that. We'll run through uh, just a little bit of college uh, ball polls are out for USA Today coaches, and then the AP poll came out today. We'll run through a little baseball and uh, some tad bit of NBA before we uh, close up shop. So I don't know how much this is going to last. It, I mean, did you watch? You didn't watch any of the Bears preseason game. No, we, because we, we, we were, were golfing. Yeah, we were in a golf cart. We were listening to it uh, as best we could on your new home for the Bears in Rock County, WCLO, Janesville, Beloit. And um, I watched maybe a little bit of the first half and the first start of the third quarter of the Packer preseason game on Friday night. Um, in San Francisco, enough to see a couple of Jordan Love interceptions and enough to see Romeo Dobbs uh, be really – Danny Davis scored a touchdown, former Badger. He's going to – I would think he'll make the practice squad, I would hope, with their lack of receiving depth and talent, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care that they lost. Um, I hear I heard from Lafleur afterwards. He said the three picks, Love did the correct things. Two were drops. One got wrestled away from the receiver, and the other one, for Amari Rodgers, they had actually changed the route, and Rodgers ran the old one and loved through the ball to where the defensive back was, where Rodgers was supposed to be, and he wasn't. So, uh, you know, what? It, take that for what it is. I don't really care. I didn't watch any of Danny Etling when he came in, um, but I saw I saw Dobbs be really ridiculous on a, a nice route down the sideline and get some separation. And Davis made a good move on his deep defensive back from the sideline towards the middle, caught it, and then split a couple of defenders, and he stretched out for the pylon. It was a good play. But I, I didn't really catch much from the defense, um, and that's really only remember him from the offense because uh, A.J. Dillon and uh, and Aaron Jones didn't play, so there's nothing really to take from the running game. Um, so, yeah, I, that's kind of... All that I took away from from the Packers. Did you have, did you read anything about the Bears yesterday or later on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, um, aside from the field. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, most of their starting offense did not play, but Fields did, um, which is a little interesting in and of itself. But obviously, they feel that he needs the reps. I don't know why they feel that a lot of the other guys don't, but okay. Um, you know, by all accounts, Fields was pretty good. Um, you know, they, I think he played three series, um, three and out on the first one missed block on, on a third down. He got sacked. Um, second one was, uh, I think they got one first down and then the third one was a sustained drive that, and it didn't end up in any points, but it was a nice drive apparently. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard to really even take much away regardless of how fields would have played because basically for all intents and purposes, he's basically a rookie because he's learning an entire new offense with an entire new staff and basically all new players. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. It sounded like the second and third string was a little bit more cohesive in, in understanding and running the offense than the first string, but could that have been a product of most of the first string not playing? Probably. Um, but, you know... 
all in all, it seemed like reports were pretty good. Everybody was pretty pleased with what they saw, all things considered. Um, Roquan Smith did not play. Yeah, well, he, of course, he hasn't practiced. Yeah, so they, they took him off the – he demanded a trade. Yep. The Bears took him off the pup list. Eberflus came out and said, you know, we expect our healthy guys to practice. He has not practiced. He was at the game and did work out before the game, but did not dress, obviously, and did not play. Um, you know, this, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like the bears are just, they're notoriously cheap and they shouldn't be because they're the Chicago bears and they make a bunch of money and they're in a big market. Um, you know, I looked at their, um, salaries right now, cap space and well, I don't, I'm not even really so much worried about cap space cause that they figured all that out. They're only paying two guys over $10 million. Um, And of the top 10 guys that they're paying, seven of them are on defense. So are you going to try to build your defense into a, into a top-tier defense? Well, then you have to pay your guys. And Roquan Smith's a homegrown guy. He's not the best linebacker in the league, but he's very good. He's your best player. And, you know, like... You have to pay these guys. If you want to be any good, and we've talked about it with the Packers, and and the Packers have at least done a better job of keeping their own guys than the Bears certainly have. But, you know, I understand management probably believes they're not going to be that good this year, but, and Roquan Smith is still under contract. Yes, that, and that's kind of where so, I'm at, so. You know, I, I get that part, but this is what, this is what football turning into now where these guys are not going to wait until the end of their contract to try to renegotiate. They're trying to do it earlier. Um, I was a little disappointed to see them come out and take shots at the front office and Ryan Poles kind of specifically. I think that's a little unfair. Um, the guy has only been on the job for less than six months and he's trying to establish he him. Well, he's just trying to establish who you got? Who, who are we going to be going forward? Right, and and you're you're keep? you're sitting here with your hand out with time left already on, on your contract, and he's like, well, I don't even know I if you're. I, you I haven't play. right. I haven't even really decided yet if yeah. you're part of the the plan here. Right. So it's tough. It, this is a tough one to be in because on one hand, it's like if if as a fan, it's like, come on, you got to pay somebody. But I I also thought it was a little bit of a pissing match move back and forth when he and his team talked about not wanting him here and don't value him and whatever and polls and the other front you know front office people said okay then we're going to take you off the pup list so we don't have to pay your contract and we can start finding you so yeah. i mean it was kind of tit for sure, chat as sure. far as that's concerned and that's probably why well, he's cuz to me the worst thing you can do is do a is do a, a hold in but you know what you're there but you're just sitting in your room yeah yeah but well, Roquan Smith and his agent fired the first shot, though. Oh, yeah, no, you know, and so yeah, they, there's absolutely you're gonna get a response, and oh, that yeah? and, and that's okay, the response. Yes, but I that kind of stuff just bothers me. It's like, come on. Well, it's the crap. It's it's the the crappy part of professional sports, right? You know, and, and I know kind of Debo Samuel did the same thing, mm-hmm. and now he's got a bunch of money and he's been paid. So 
I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if this plays out a little bit like that and then all sides are happy and I'm glad to be a Chicago Bear. I think they'll work it out because I don't think they have a lot of options. I don't think either of them has a lot of options. I don't think anybody's going to give him huge money on the open market because, like I said, he's good, but he's not top, top tier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, But it sounded like from everything that I read, there were a couple of rookies that Actually looked really good for the Bears. I, I read the, a bunch of the Badger guys were following Sanborn, and I saw his pick. He had a know, pick late, and, later and, on a, and a fumble recovery. Yep. So, I, and that does not surprise me because dude was just an absolute animal when he was at he was at Wisconsin. Now, what do you do if you get inserted with the starters? You go up against some ones. Well, we'll see. You know what I mean? But from all accounts, I read that. They were very happy with him. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a pretty good opportunity to make the 53-man roster, So, especially after this performance. And with, with only two games left, I mean, there's less time to look bad now. Right. You know, you've got a couple – you've got some practices and a game under your belt, and now you're kind of riding high. So, good for him. Um, Jaquan Brisker, who was – I think uh, he was either a second or a third-round pick out of Penn State safety this year. He played very well. He stood out. Uh, quite a bit on the back end, making some tackles. And uh, Treston Ebner, a six-round running back, um, showed some versatility uh, in the return game and also as kind of a change of pace back uh, out of the backfield. I think he scored a touchdown. So that's cool to hear. Um, but, again, we're so early. It doesn't, you know, it's, you know, I don't know who the hell Kansas City had out there defensively. Right. You know, so it's the same thing with, that's why I don't you take know, much. Yeah, with the Packer stuff, it's like I, you know, okay, who, it's good. Who, it's good to see it, individual yeah. performances. It's nice, to, and and it's, you know, they're going against somebody else. That's always a big, big thing. Right. But, um, and then lastly, we had a Tevin Jenkins sighting. <laughs> uh, he played a little bit with the twos and the threes. Didn't start well, but apparently played better as the game went on. So, Man. you know, we'll see what happens um, with that guy. But I mean, I, I, obviously, you hope that things turn around and he can be a productive part of the team, but yeah. I'm not counting my chickens here. No, but that's, I mean, that's a lot of investment and a lot of high hopes to go get him and then have him just completely fall apart. I mean, it's, and maybe it's because we're close to Chicago. I'm hearing a lot about him rather than just like, okay, he's just going to be a bust, you know, like they still are trying, they're still working, there's injury stuff. It's like, hey, when it comes together, there's still hope. I mean, I I kind of feel bad for the guy. You know, it's not his fault that he's he's injured, and you know the fan base is probably just like, "Come on, let's go." I mean, I don't know how well, how was, are you with it, that? It was that he got. It was that he had injury flags. Yes. Then he got hurt. Then he was out forever. Then he came back and he was bad. So as a fan, it's as as a as we all are, anybody that's ever played anything as former athletes, we understand like, dude, when you're hurt, when you're injured, there's nothing you can do about it. And and when you come back, you're going to suck right away, most likely. But, you know, you also want him to play well. And you've got fields, and you're like, dude, this is why they picked you. Right. You're, you're supposed to be the wall in front of this kid. Yeah. That's, that's it. So. And they traded up to get you, like they clearly believe in you. I... So the but the the real big story of of the weekend, certainly with the Bears and kind of all really with the league from some of the things I've been hearing is how bad the field conditions are at Soldier mm-hmm. Field, and apparently they had just had an Elton John concert eight there. days prior, 
and there was a lot of dead spots in the field. There were what some players even described as holes in the field, mm-hmm. probably from some of the staging and things of that nature from the concert. Uh, but Soldier Field's always been a terrible surface. Um, really? It's always been terrible. And I had I, to look this I don't this, get it. Well, I had to look this up this afternoon. They had turf when we were kids. Really? They, yeah. If you go back and watch any of the mid-80s, like the 85 Bears, they're on turf. They switched in 88. For what reason, I don't know. But the theory is, you know, when you have grass, and, and Packer fans know this, when you have grass in this climate, you have to maintain it. You have to basically cut it every day in the summer mm-hmm. and water the piss out yeah. of it. And in the winter, you got to have a top-notch underground heating system to keep it from dying. Well, if you know anything about the Bears and the people that own and run the Bears, they're cheap. So I'm sure they either have a very cheap or very antiquated system, and this is what we get. Now, also, the weather factor with being so close to Lake Michigan and the cold and the rain and, you know, I mean... Winters in Chicago aren't real nice. A lot of lake effect stuff in both summer and winter. But, you know, you should have thought of that when you switched. And, you know, this is just another another thing pushing the Bears to uh, Arlington to build a new stadium and get out of downtown Chicago. It's all these little things, and that's why I'm not, you know, it's it's a business, and there's a lot of game plan going on. Don't be too sure that the Bears management isn't going, well, you know. So I'm unsure because all I hear about, and maybe you can shed some light on this, and I just texted Lauren about what he's hearing about the playing surface beyond the obvious. Isn't the city and the park district involved in some fashion with the maintenance and the upkeep and stuff like that? Because I I felt like the team has always clashed with that branch and that organization about how to uh, keep up and maintain and do things at Soldier Field as far as the field is concerned. It's, it's entirely possible. I'm not I, sure. I, I don't have, maybe I don't have the correct information on that, but I feel like the park district has always been brought up when somehow the playing surface is concerned. So I'm just, I just don't know how. It's embarrassing. It should, they, should, they, they should be embarrassed. Yes, as a professional yeah. organization, yeah. you should. And that was going to be my next question is, how can you not figure this shit out? How can you not put together some sort of a plan that gives your players the basic necessity to succeed where a playing surface is concerned? Like you said, all this stuff needs to happen. The Packers coil system has been talked about a lot, and you can go under the field and it's, you know, you can see, you know, up above, under what they've got built in. And it's not perfect because when it gets cold and it gets frozen and frosty and the heating coils are there, then it melts everything and then it turns soggy and then you slip. So it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's never going to be. But they're it's at least. acceptable. Right. They're making efforts to make it good, I don't and ever, I just don't see that in Chicago. I don't ever remember watching a Packer game in you know late in the in the season or like in the playoffs in Lambeau, where you're like, unless it's snowing or it's like raining sideways, where you're just like, good God, everybody's falling down and this is terrible and nobody can stand their feet. You see that all the time in these Bear games. You see that shit in October. Now we're seeing it in 
in August. So Lauren just texted, but Lauren Cox, he runs the uh, Locked On Bears daily podcast. We've had him on this. Mm-hmm. He said, the field's getting resodded about a week before the regular season after a few more concerts there. They expect it to be in good shape then. Definitely seen it worse than it was on Saturday. Think it'll be mostly a non-story. Yeah. Well, it's a story right now. Yeah. yeah but it's it's but it's also fuel for, to the fire for, football, for this Arlington for, stuff. Yeah, and for football fans, and especially for you know Packer, Viking, Lion, Bear fans who watch a lot of those games. Right. We all know that that field sucks. Right. It's common knowledge. So. Um, you know, maybe stop having fucking concerts a month before the season starts there. I mean, it's Chicago. It's not like you're short on places that Elton John can go. I mean, give me a break. You know, Kenny Chesney could probably play at Grant Park or something. It's not It's not essential to It's not like Soldier Field's field. this wonderful amphitheater of beautiful music. Like, come on. Uh, all right. You got anything else on the yeah, NFL? Or? I was just did you uh have you <laughs> Have you seen this stuff about what Deion Sanders has been saying about the Hall of Fame? No. How it's watered down now and because of some of the people they're letting in. He didn't name any names, um, but a lot of people are believing he's referring to a, a Tony Baselli, the lineman from the Jags yep. that just mm-hmm. got in. He only basically played six years. Um, and, you know, I don't know, maybe even Leroy Butler a little bit. I And I'm sure those guys are friends. They played together in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, he's another one that's kind of like, eh, 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 I mean, eh. I think I remember Baselli when he was, when they started the Jaguars and he was the first pick ever. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Teams had to let some guys be picked and, and they, and they picked and Baselli. He, and when they picked him, he was supposed to be an Anthony Munoz type, you know, 15 year anchor over there. And he, and he's another one. He just got hurt and. You know, he gets into the Hall of Fame, and, and, you know, we've talked about this before. I kind of agree with Dion. Yeah, you, you've you been, you've not been a real big, like, is this the Hall of Fame or is this the Hall of Good Players? Yeah. I mean, the NBA, the, the basketball one is the worst. They let everybody in. That's just, I don't even really pay attention to who gets into the Hall of Fame in there because it's, you've got men, women. College coaches, pro coaches, high school coaches, international coaches, full teams, broadcast. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's not even the NBA Hall no, of Fame. It's, it's just it's the a basketball, basketball Hall right, of Fame. Yes. So that one's a mess. You know, baseball is is still pretty good. It's a little bit more selective, but you still get some guys in there like, you know, Craig Biggio being in the same wing as Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth is that is a little off. You know, and Dion kind of said that, like, my jacket belongs on a different floor than some of these other guys. And I agree with him. I, I think that they, the Hall of Fame should be tiered. I think it would be much more interesting for fans, mm-hmm. you know. but um, First tier Hall of Famers. You know, you just, you don't hear guys come out and say things like that. That's kind of a, that's such a small fraternity. You usually don't hear a, a Hall of Famer calling out another Hall of Famer's candidacy. But like I said, he didn't name names. Maybe it's, you know, Dion is a college coach now. Maybe this is all about recruiting, keeping his name. I don't know. Come to Jackson State. But that's interesting. Okay. Anything else? No. That's about the shortest NFL conversation we've had. But pre-training camp, we still got, what, four weeks until the regulars? Three weeks until the regular season? Three and a half, I think. Bears play on Thursday. Packers are again on Friday night. Thanks. 
opening night of high school football, assholes. Well, at least you don't have to worry about it. Got to have a Packer game. No, we're running it over on on WJVL, so we're going to have... All five stations with something going on that night. It's it's absolutely it's going to be pandemonium this Friday. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, uh, the Packers. Oh, that's what I did want to mention. They they actually had a good kick return, surprisingly, and I think it was Amari Rogers, the guy that they had high hopes when they picked him that he would solve all their problems, and then they found out that he couldn't catch kicks or punts or make good decisions when he actually got the ball. But he did have a good – now, again, I don't know who was playing special teams for the 49ers, but it was promising because I think he had over a 30-yard return. It was like, okay. Um, and he just blasted their kicker. <laughs> Mason Crosby's on the on the pup list. I, I don't know what the injury is for, but the Packers are now doing a carousel of kickers just to try and see if there's anybody out there or in competition. Green Bay scored on – I think it was Danny Davis' touchdown – this dude yanked it so far left that it went down the tunnel that the players come out of. Jesus. It was it was probably the worst extra point I have ever seen. It was so bad. So he what, had to be so nervous or what, something. What happened on Saturday? Cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so awful. Son, we'd like you to turn in your playbook. It was so bad. So bad. So I don't I don't know what Crosby's injury is or whether he's gonna come back. He's getting old. He's old, getting yeah, to the I was end. gonna say he's old. Yeah, so end of knows? his contract. So this this might be one and I don't know what Goody does for, for special team guys. I'll be I'll be interested to see in the next year in the draft or maybe two whether they go out and they try to sign a veteran kicker or maybe they'll pull like a Mike Sherman and spend like a decent pick on a kicker. Who did he do that with? Well he signed a punter. B.J. Sander. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was, I think he was a fifth-round guy or something like a fourth-round guy, but and he wound up being absolutely abysmal. Well, even if he's the greatest punter ever, he's a fucking punter. Who cares? Like, those are the guys you take Those are the guys you take in the seventh round or undrafted. They had Corey Bajorquez for, he was a decent punter last year, and they didn't want to pay him, so he went out and he signed for more money somewhere else, and now I don't even know who he got. Yeah, and they traded place. somebody for him last year. Yes, so I don't know what the Packers special. It's again, it's preseason. I'm not. I'm not paying attention to much. Um, it sounds like teams got to get down to 85 players by tomorrow. So the Packers did a couple of things. I'm sure the Bears have too. Probably nobody, na- no names you would no. you would likely recognize. So I'll just kind of be watching that. Um, haven't heard much out of camp for the Badgers either. I know they came in. I think in the 20s. I think they might be 22nd or 21st in the coaches poll. Um, and now they're in the high teens in the AP poll. That just came out today. Um, but, yeah, I haven't – the first episode of the camp came out. I tweeted about it, and I, I, I posted something on Facebook. They cover Mertz for about three, three and a half minutes or so, and then they do a good three, three and a half on Keanu. And it was cool because uh, Mark Mullen, the uh, former Janesville Craig wrestling coach and PE guy, um, the story about how that was set up is phenomenal. And they interview Mullen, and uh, he drops an F-bomb right in the interview that they had to blank out. Jesus. <laughs> nice. It was so clever. Just, I texted him, I'm like, dude, really? You're doing this thing for for the university, the D1 university, you drop an F-bomb right in your, right in your interview? Come on. What are you doing? Um, but, I mean, like, the fact that he called McIntosh when he was an associate athletic director, um, and he was familiar with him because he was a state wrestling champion 
and he said, hey, I got a guy you might want to come take a look at, or, you know, you guys are missing somebody down here. And he said, it's Keanu McIntosh said, that's that's your heavyweight wrestler. He said, yeah. He's like, okay. So they had him up, I think, the, the next day or two or whatever. It sounds like McCormick drove him up with his kid, and they met with McIntosh, and then they met with Chris. And I'm not even sure they put him through the workout, and they offered him a scholarship, like, on the spot. And huh. Keanu called Mullen. He's like, they just offered me a full ride. And Mullen goes, a fucking full ride. <laughs> like, do you know what a full ride is? Like, yeah, they want me to come play football here, and they're going to give me a scholarship. And Mullen's like, what? Huh. Like, the like the speed and the time span that that came together is is pretty unbelievable for nobody taking a look at him and him getting no D one offers just to see where he is now. Wow. It's it's a great I'll story. Have to check that out. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. It's so. it's a really really good story. So I I don't know what's what's really happening in Badgers camp. I'm trying to trying to keep up a little bit. They close it to the media a little bit more than they do like Packers, and not a whole lot of people talk. Um, as far as players and coaches and stuff, but uh, you know, well, I, I heard uh, LePay in an interview the other day um, said that he he talked to Mertz. I don't know. It's some something they did this summer a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he said Mertz said told him, "I think you're going to really like this team." And uh, you know, okay. he said he said you know he goes take it for what it you will at this point in the season, and this is the quarterback saying it. He's like, but he didn't have to say it. Right. You know, and, and uh, sounds like they're pretty excited about their running back stable. Yep, because everybody's healthy. Yep. They got they got two or three guys yep. there that, that should be, um, I mean, Allen's going to get the majority of the, of the work, but those other guys, in case of emergency or somebody gets dinged up in a game, um, you got some depth there. And it sounds like they got a couple guys at wide receiver that they're a little bit uh, excited about, too, so... We'll see. We'll see if uh, if Chris is willing to open the playbook up a little bit. And, well, they got and a how new much, OC and how much trust they have in uh, yep. in Mertz. Yep. So, um, you know, it's easy for us fans to say, "Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" But it's like, well, the coaches watch these guys every day in practice. They know what they can and can't do for the most part. Right. So we'll we'll see. But okay. Yeah, I mean, what are they playing Labor Day? So what? Yep. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, this it's all coming fast. Football season, no doubt. I know Labor Day weekend is going to be a very, very busy, busy football weekend. All right, um, we can move to baseball. We're just cooking along here. There's, there's not much, but we've been got a lot of baseball. We've been stuff two weeks. Yes, about. no, there, there is. That's true. And you're going to have to carry this because I'm, I'm in full football mode. Baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm following the Brewers, but like you showed me the the Mets closer, I couldn't even told you who it is or whatever. But. Um, he had 57 saves like three years ago on the Mariners. Really? Yeah. But again, yeah. you're up Mariners, in the Pacific exactly. Northwest. I'm not hearing or knowing about Mariners baseball. Yeah, but 57 saves. Holy shit. That's a lot. That's a ton. That's a lot. So the the Brewers just got done with the Cardinals. They dropped the rubber match on Sunday. Um, they did get a couple of homers. Aaron Ashby. Yeah, I mean, he pitched pretty good, gave up a couple of runs. Again, nothing offensively, but the bullpen, Taylor Rogers just was bad. I think he gave up, what, four runs? Yeah. Something like that, maybe more. Um, and now they're now they're a game and a half back of the Cardinals in the division. Um, I, I, you know, you can take it from here. I know they got, they got bookend series coming up with the Dodgers, um, and then the Cubs sandwiched in between. Home, and then away and away. So... Well, I thought they completely mucked up yesterday, um, and I th- and I think you can point the blame on at Council on that one. Um, you know, you take 
and Tim Dillard talked about this in the post. I watched the first five minutes of post game just because I had it on when I was doing my laundry, and I happened to hear him say it. I was surprised he was critical of Council because usually they're not. But, you know, Ashby's pitching really well, and you take him out after the sixth inning. Okay. But then you get into the eighth inning, and you're not willing to take out Rodgers because Albert Pujols is on the Cardinals and in the major leagues at 40-whatever he is for one reason, and it's to hit homers off lefties. And that's exactly what he did. So, you know, why are you not Why were you not playing matchup baseball? I mean, you're Mr. Analytics here. Right. That was just a bad matchup. Why are you not playing? I think he... I think they pigeonhole so much into he's our eighth inning guy. You know, sometimes you're a little nervous to to make right. those this moves. Is a, but, this is our playbook. But that was a big loss. Um, I don't know why it still says seven three on the All Star break. Guess I didn't delete that. That's but right. yeah, I mean, since our last pod, basically since the hater trade, zero and three against Pittsburgh, one and two against the Reds, one and five on that homestand or the beginning of the homestand. Somehow they they just right. keep beating the Rays. <laughs> They beat them twice, including uh, come from behind one in the in the second game, and then one and two this weekend against the Cardinals. So um, not playing very well. Um, next four series, four at oh, home. They, they got the Cubs after the Dodgers. Yeah, four again. at okay. home versus the Dodgers, three at the Cubs this weekend, then three at the Dodgers next week, and three more home against the Cubs next weekend. So 13 games is against the Dodgers and the Cubs in the next two weeks. Um, I mean, I think you got to win nine of them if you're, if, you're, if you're really feeling good about this going into late, late August into September. Uh, if you want to put yourself in good position, you can't go six and seven. You can't go seven and six because I just, you know, right now the Brewers aren't even in the wild card. They're on the outside looking in behind Atlanta, Philly, and uh, the Padres. So... I, I have a feeling whoever wins the Central is probably the only team that's going to get in. Um, unless the Phillies and the Mets and uh, the Braves just beat up on each other at the end, which is possible. You know, some of that cancels each other out. But um, the Brewers are 4-6 and six with four blown games in the ninth inning or later since the Hater trade. Now Hader did blow a game with the Padres. Mm-hmm. He had uh, he walked three guys, which is really shocking of, from him. But he also won uh, uh, the game in his first outing, so he's been he's been okay. But you know, it's like I told my dad today: if the Brewers were four and six during the same stretch with floor, four blown saves in the ninth inning or later, and Hader was on the team, I can deal with that. Because it's the devil I know. I, I trust him. I've seen him. If this is who we're riding with, fine. We just got these guys, but, and you're telling me that the team's better, and now they're sucking, yeah. so wh- what do we do? Well, Rodgers has blown games. Yep. Bush has blown a yep. game. And then Devin Williams has blown games, the guy that you put in hater spot. So it's not just like it's been one guy. It's been all the guys. Mm-hmm. All the guys you put in there to replace hater have not been great. Um, and then Danielson Lamett, who they just cut, He's thrown like seven scoreless innings for the Rockies since they signed him. So, I mean, it couldn't, it just feels like it was not a good deal. And it feels like these guys have been a little off since it happened. Um, the, you know, the offense continues to be pretty anemic. I mean, they scored six runs this weekend against the Cardinals. Six runs in three games. 
um, on the road. That's against your against the team you're battling with to to win the division. That's not that's not going to cut it. I said last week. I don't think they're getting that division lead back. It's going to be tough. I wonder and about your about the whether it's a good deal or not. I would love to be a fly on a wall behind closed doors with a lot of these scouts and upper management and really talking about the actual who won the trade and whether they got fleeced or we had to do this or whatever. I would just be curious about whether Stearns and some of the other people, like when nobody else is looking and shaking their heads like, man, we really botched that or, man, we fucked this up or whatever. I'm just wondering if that's part of the job to admit to yourself yeah, I yeah I I probably played that one wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I I guess even though and David, nobody can really answer that. Well, and even though Stearns has been here like eight or nine years, whatever he's been, like I I still feel like we don't really know who he is because he's really never given us much of his personality. Um, Does he have one? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I mean, the only time I've really ever seen much out of him is when he's in the booth with Rock and BA and he's very vanilla and guarded. He is when he when he talks to the press when yeah, I play his cuts just, too. There's just nothing there. So uh maybe, maybe he does, but you know, these trades we and we talked about it when it happened. It's 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 hard to definitively say whether you quote unquote won the trade because you got minor leaguers involved. But, you know, you're four and six with four blown saves since it happened. So in the short term it has not worked. You know, we're going to get a bigger sample size here the next six weeks of the season. Whether or not the bullpen costs the Brewers the playoffs is certainly possible. But I think at the end of the day with this team, it's not going to be one thing. The bullpen's going to blow a couple games. They're going to have a couple games where they scored no runs or one run. They can't hit. Starters have, you know, Ashby, Peralta. If uh, if Hauser comes back, what goes on with him? You know, Burns has been very good. Woodruff's been pretty good. Um, Lauer's been up and down. He's given up a lot of bombs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of holes right now on this team. Um, you know, frankly, they're fortunate to be in the division that they're in because that's really the only reason they're kind of hanging around. Oh, they would, they, they'd have been played out in any other division. Yeah. The AL Central is not great either. No, that's the seems, only other seems, one. It seems both Centrals are bad. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just, you know, right. a quick buzz around the league. Yankees are 72 and 43. They're 10 games up on Toronto, but they've actually been in a slump. Um, the Cardinals whipped their ass last week, and then Boston took a couple from them during the week as well. Houston, I, I was shocked to see they're 75 and 41. I was looking at standings the other day because everybody always talks about how well the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees well, are doing. And they were. And then I'm like, okay, what? nobody's talking about the Astros. Do yeah. They, does everybody still hate them? Yes, they do. Okay. They do. But they're 13 games up on Seattle. Uh, Cleveland is two and a half games up on the Twins and the White Sox in the Central. And then Toronto, Seattle, Tampa, Baltimore, Minnesota, and the White Sox are all within two games for the AL wildcard. So... That's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, these teams will eventually kind of start knocking each other out a little bit as you get into those September division games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is what this is baseball's dream. They want, you know, they want 80% of the league vying for a playoff spot with two weeks to go. Of course. Because um, they want people to tune in when, I mean, with the tight races. I guess. 
I get. I I, I understand. I mean, it's like the NFL but, when they put division games and they have everything riding on the last couple of but, weeks. You know, it's, it kind of goes back to the Dion diluting the Hall comment. It's your MLB's diluting the playoffs. They yeah. they just that's are. true. You know, and and I just found out watching this Brewer Cardinal series this year, there is no game one sixty three if they tie. Correct. Yes. Now it just goes to head to head. Right. Regular season head to head, which yeah. is really dumb. Um. I, I I texted our buddy Joe Robinson about it and 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 he had said that it was basically it sounded like it was basically either they had to get rid of a wild card game or or get rid of game one sixty three and they decided to get rid of game one sixty three. I as a baseball fan, I would much rather see a divisional rivalry in a one game scenario to make the playoffs than to see like. Brewers Nationals. It's just a general, or, or right. forget the Brewers. White Sox Orioles. It's Baltimore. It's you know, like, I'd rather see White Sox Twins than White Sox Orioles. Of course. You know? Yes. But just another interesting decision there. Right. So Mets are 75 and 40. We already talked about how fun they've been this year. I saw Pete Alonzo pull a couple of scratch-off lottery tickets out of his back pocket and give to Buck Showalter when Buck came out for a pitching change yesterday. Not sure what that was about, but kind of funny. Interesting. Um, Vogelbach has basically become a cult hero in, in in New York. Like he, First of all, he's playing really well. What, did I see him steal a base? or was? Oh, yeah. I care. He made the he made the highlight reels last week or the week before for some reason, and it was hysterical on why he did it. I think I, he scored from first or that something. Sounds right. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I mean, those little those little legs are just oh a, just a moving. Jesus. But yeah, he's he's doing well. And then the the Dodgers, best team in baseball, seventy nine and thirty four, sixteen games up on the Padres. Can't wait to play them seven times in the next week and a half. Right. And the Braves, Padres, and um, who am I missing? Phillies are all uh, ahead of the Brewers. The Brewers are a game and a half out of the wild card at the moment. I so think I, I think I'm ready. Probably we'll see how these next four series go. I think after that, I'll be ready to proclaim. Oh yeah, I, I think my baseball season uh, interest is probably done. Well, you know, and and. And we talked about the Brewers at length when they made the hater trade and why we think they do some of the things they do. Um, once Labor Day hits, it's football season. And it's not just the NFL, it's college too. And, you know, when you're competing on every Saturday and Sunday for the last four weeks of your regular season with, you know, these non-conference huge college football games early in the year mm-hmm. and then – the NFL, um, that's why these teams want to be in contention. And and I and I do get it from a business perspective. I get it, but they gotta make some hay here, man. That's why I say you you gotta handle the Cubs, and they've struggled with the Cubs this year. But you know, you play the Cubs six times in the next two weeks, you can't go three and three. You need to go five and one. When you're in the smallest market in baseball and you have the Badgers and the Packers. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean those are two Psychotic football fan bases, they just are. Um, it 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 reminds me of the scene in Little Big League, the baseball movie where the kid inherits the twins from his grandpa, and they're like, you know, it's only July or August or whatever it is, and we already got people talking about go for football. That's kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. you're up against these two, and if you're not 
in it, people are going to ignore you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to be done. Whether you like baseball or not, because people just... There's other stuff. You got choices. It just is. You got options. I mean, it's it's going to be passive during the week, but once once Friday and Saturday and Sunday come, you're all you're all yeah, and even skin. yeah, and throw in the high school yeah. because how many people are just at a high school game right. on a Friday night? Yep. Yeah, that's just, that's just how that works. Just how that works, man. What uh, I didn't I haven't read much on the Tatis stuff. I mean, has he? Did he admit to doing anything? Was it something that he took for something else and it included an ingredient or like what? Yeah, he said that he took some medication for ringworm. Oh. And okay. I have a friend whose wife was a nurse and she's she like, her she, she's like, yeah, that's not that whatever he tested for, whatever the, the band thing was. She's like, yeah, that's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, man, I, they just gave him like 300 million yes. bucks, 10 year deal. They were going to build, you know, he was going to be their next Tony Gwynn build. And, I mean, it's, it's, and they've made it's, all it's these very moves. Braun reminiscent. Mm. It's very Braun reminiscent, man. you know, where the, you got this young guy, he's, he's the next one. Your team's getting good. And then this happens and it, it, you know, we saw it with Braun and I, I think Braun did everything right from the time that he got back from his suspension. I think he was the model citizen. I think he was still a pretty good player. Um, but this is good. But it stained him, and this is going to stain Tatis. You know, this has a chance to keep him out of the Hall of Fame um, if he is fortunate enough to be that good for as long as people think. Mm-hmm. But. It's too bad, man. It's just, I don't know. Like, you just got to be smart. Let's let's just take him at his word that it was a ringworm medication. You have to be smarter. You have to have people in your, you have to quadruple and quintuple check before you take this stuff. If we take him at his word, then I'm just saying he's a dumbass. But just, you just, gotta, just you, for you, not yes. paying that close you attention do, and not having people look out for his yeah. interests. You gotta because do your due diligence. Anything, like you hear some of these people with interviews, anything you put in your body has to go through somebody to say, Can I can can I or can I not consume this? Is there something that they're gonna pop me for in what I'm doing? Well and, and that's where like Or at least don't I, you reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I'm not sure about this. I got this going on. Can I do this? Well, and wh- then if somebody says yes, then it's on them. Well, why does the players union and or major league baseball not have doctors that are approved by both sides that these players can go to and say, "Can I do this?" That's what I mean. Where you're not it's not your it's not your local doctor in Venezuela right. or it's not your, you know, it's not your uncle. Like, oh yeah, no, it's like be fine. no, these are independent guys who are approved by both the union and the league and who know the rules. And, and if they screw up, it ain't on the player. Right. Right. That, but if you, that's but, what I was saying. But if you don't take him at his word, really, you guys are still doing this? Right. You guys are still doing this and you're risking 80 games. Because we had the guy with the Brewers who uh, uh, Severino, yeah, who claimed that it was he was trying to knock up his wife, right. so he took was, a fertility yep. pill, and that's what you know. But it's like again, you have. What to are know. you doing? You have to you, know. Yes, it's your responsibility to know this stuff. So I just don't understand. Anytime this stuff pops up, and I hear like like I just don't get how 
this stuff happens anymore. And but but like you said, do you think somebody's actually purposely take cuz we've we hear different stuff every time it happens. And it's some of it's actually pretty like the the fertility thing. I was like, okay. Well, and I think you got to believe that some of the excuses probably are legitimate. They just screwed up. But not all of them. No. Some of these guys are still taking stuff. Should there be and I and I don't know the process. Should is there or should there be an invest like if I say this and I hand you whatever I just did, and the doc well, okay you did that you know how long have you been on it I've taken it for three days well right then you're fine yeah like we'll just we'll, get off it right and then go back to playing but it's like if you can't produce the sand the thing that you're doing or you're not we'll find you a topical cream for your ringworm and you know stop rolling around on the ground getting ringworm Tatis. Like, where the hell are you going at night? Well, Jesus. can say there's uh, some Mexican pools down there that, uh, just saying. Well, what, at the resorts? Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Some of that chlorination count and what, pe- I mean, you, true. That, you never that know. People aren't leaving the pool very much to go use the well, bathroom. Well, that's true, especially the the, the pool bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, just saying. True. Um, This is, am I missing out on Shohei Otani? We all are. Because yeah. he's in Anaheim, yeah. because he's in California, and because is anybody on the East Coast watching West Coast baseball because it's three hours Only behind? Only crazy baseball people, not the average fan. Because, like, yeah, the little kid that lives in Boston or that's what I mean. Baltimore, like, yeah, they're they're only seeing Otani when they play their team. All I keep hearing about is how good he is, and and this is a once in a lifetime guy who can do all these things. But it's like. I haven't seen an Angels game even appear on national television once. And maybe I'm not looking that hard, but they're too busy with the the Red Sox and the Yankees or the Dodgers and the Giants or something. Like, we're not seeing this. And is it on purpose? Wouldn't you think that baseball would do a better job at promoting a guy like this, or is it because you're on the Angels? I, I don't know. I It's got to be because he's on the Angels, and MLB's, MLB has always been more of a team-promoted sport we than talk, a player. We talked about this maybe last year or months ago about how they do such a poor job of marketing their stars. Yeah. You hear about it through the media, and you're like, okay, maybe I'll pay attention to this. But then you for people that aren't, like you said, like really hardcore about this stuff, there's no access to this because of blackout rules. Yeah. Unless yeah. unless you buy packages, we can't watch the guy. Right. It's got a little bit of an Ichiro feel to it and and early Mike Trout. You know, Trout was Trout was winning all these MVPs and people were comparing him to Mickey Mantle and I'm like, I've never seen the guy play. <laughs> right. You know, so obviously my my I'm like, "Oh, okay." Sure. But that's right. You know what I mean? You're so it's, like, it's like, okay, we've heard this right. before, but how do we know when we don't get a chance to see a player? So Otani's the first guy since Babe Ruth in 1918 to hit 10 homers and have 10 wins as a starting pitcher. That seems so significant. over 100 years. That seems significant. Right? Yeah. But they suck. I mean, I, I looked the other day. Did you look up the record? Mike Trout, no. Okay. They're in last, I think, in the West. Oh. Well, no, Oakland's in last, yes. but they're barely ahead of Oakland. I looked up Mike Trout's numbers. He has played in three playoff games. He has 15 playoff at-bats. He has one hit. That's his career. Otani's never played a playoff game. Like what I said about 
I want to see Edwin Diaz come out in the ninth in a in a Mets home playoff game. I just want to see that atmosphere. As a baseball fan, why I want to see these guys in playoff games. Yeah. Like maybe that's why they keep trade their ass, expanding the playoffs. Do something. So they can get national audiences for some of these players for these bad teams. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And and then Aaron Judge, uh, who's got forty six homers at this point, he's on pace to hit. Uh, 60, and um, be interesting to see if he gets there. See if um, is that even a thing? Do, does do does anybody care? Because you know, and this is the legacy of the steroid era. Really, is the ruination of home of runs. of well, a lot of records, you know, but especially home runs. Um. You know, Bonds has got the record at seventy three. Nobody's nobody's going to touch. Nobody's even going to come close to seventy. I mean, it, it, I think only three people have ever hit over sixty clean, ever. And then you've got like five that did it not clean. So it's just right. Do, does anybody care? I guess you know. Maybe if you're a Yankee fan, because you know you now judge if he hit sixty, him and Ruth and Maris. It's pretty, sure, that's, you know, for that's Yankee stuff. But class. for the rest of us, for baseball, it's kind of like, well, he's 13 behind Bonds. He's six behind Sosa. He's right. 10 behind McGuire. I guess I'm I'm more just watching the all-time list. I hate the Cardinals probably more than any other sports team. But I think what Pujols is doing still down there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. He's going to have to come back next year to get to 700, though. I, I don't know. think he's going to hit I don't 11 think, no. here in the next two weeks or six weeks. Well, It'd be very tough. It would, but I guess I wouldn't. I mean, he's only got 11 him. on the year. I know. So, But you get a couple of more multi-homer games against dumbasses who throw lefties at him, mm-hmm. and maybe you're able to do that. But, I mean, just the just the story of that, like they call him Grandpa on the team, and, and you can see him, you know, climbing, and he's in, I think he's, what, sixth now? Sixth? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's cool. Like, he... He, he starred there, he went out west and, you know, played for a couple of West Coast teams, and now he's back where he started kind of end his career. But you still see him, he's still able to play. He wouldn't be on the Cardinals in the lineup if he couldn't. I don't believe for a second that he's clean, that no. he was always clean. No, he was on the Cardinals, dude. Probably not. His manager was Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa managed all the steroid guys. <laughs> like, forget, the, forget that I hate the Cardinals. <laughs> He he came up on Tony LaRusso's team in the steroid era. Yeah. Like hello. <laughs> All right. You got well, anything more on baseball? Yeah, the last thing and I, I brought yeah. it up to you when we were out on the golf course, I asked you about it. Um I don't remember this. Maybe. I watched the Jeter documentary, oh, right. yes, yes, yes. uh The Captain on ESPN. And I hate the Yankees. I hated those Yankees, especially because they were kicking everybody's ass and we all felt like they were buying titles at the time, even though they really kind of weren't. Um, but this this documentary, it was seven episodes, hour piece. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I have a newfound respect for Jeter, uh, dealing with what he dealt with, with some of the guys he played with, playing in New York, playing for the Yankees. Um you know, they delved into his relationship with A-Rod and kind of why that broke apart. And um, But, you know, the cool thing was they showed so many highlights and stuff of, of 
older games from that era and the playoffs and stuff. And, you know, they, they showed, uh, I had forgot he hit the home run. Remember the, remember the kid that leaned over the railing that Jeffrey Merrick and he caught the Homer in 97 yeah. in the Oriole Yankee. Yep. Jeter hit that. I'd forgotten that. I didn't know that. Um, I think that was his first year or something, something like that. I can't remember, but he had hit that. And, and it was just crazy. Like going through his career, the amount of times that dude was either up to bat or had the ball come to him in the field in a monster situation, and it just seemed like he always came through. He was not better than A Rod. He's not the he's not a all he's not the greatest Yankee ever. But it was like it's it, it it's kind of like Big Poppy with the Red Sox. Like Big Poppy's great player. You know, twenty fifth best first baseman ever. But every time that guy came up in a big situation for Boston during that run, he fucking hit a homer. It's just unbelievable, right? And Jeter was the same way. And it was um it was fun to watch that. It kinda I got nostalgic for the old baseball that, that we grew up yep. with and loved as a kid and you know, the Red Sox Yankee stuff and in the early two thousands and it it was it was just fun. I would urge everybody to to check it out. Can I get it somewhere right now? Is it it's on probably on I don't know ESPN Plus if you get okay. that or anything? But I'm sure they'll be replaying it. How, how many parts are there? I think it was seven. Okay, so all right, you know it's 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 I'm, got a little bit of the Jordan Last Dance feel, and and it's cool because um, you know it's got everybody in. You know, uh, A Rod's interviewed in it. Tori. Posada, Pettit, I saw Clemens. Posada. I watched probably three or four minutes of one. I saw Posada giving some comments. You know, Jordan. Um, it was pretty funny when the remember when Pedro threw Zimmer to the ground yes. and all that. Uh, well, Posada don't like Pedro, boy. There ain't no love lost there. That wow. is for sure. Okay, but uh, yeah, it was fun to watch. Interesting, fun to reminisce about that stuff. And okay. you know, it's one of those things in in sports, and we all kind of do it. You know, you kind of you. You get so pissed off, or or you dislike a player or a team, like like the Patriots, right? Nobody outside of New England likes the Patriots. Fuck New England. They kicked everybody's ass for twenty years. But like in twenty years, when we w- look back and we're watching those soup, like when we watch the Brady comeback in twenty years against the Falcons, you're gonna be you're gonna get goosebumps. You're gonna be like, God damn, that was unbelievable. You know, how whether or not you love a guy or not, it just seems like, you know, when you get older and you kind of watch that stuff back or read back about stuff, it's like, man, that was pretty cool. I'm glad I got to see that, mm-hmm. you know. So hopefully we'll be doing that with Giannis with a couple more titles. Yeah, that's that's a good segue to uh, basketball. Do you have your tickets for the Bucks preseason games against the Hawks in Abu Dhabi? I do not. I do not do preseason anything. Um <laughs> So I will not be attending that. <laughs> they just came out with their preseason schedule last week, like officially announced, and I think there's five games or something like that. But I was just like, and I know that the the uh, United Arab Emirates stuff was announced months ago, but I was just, it was just that's just a weird place to to hold basketball games, I guess, in Abu Dhabi. But they well, just see what else they came out with this week. No throwback purples. Yes, yep. I did see that. Yep. Look awesome. I think that Giannis should have to wear Allen on the back of his jersey when he plays in that because that's Ray Allen's jersey too. Giannis, it, it's Giannis's, but I was it's just going to say it's Ray Allen's too. Ray Allen's in the Hall of Fame. 
It's Ray Allen's too. I was just going to ask whether the, Allen can surrender that officially to Giannis, or they have to. Split. But like, if the, if if the Bucks don't bring back Big Dog Tim Thomas and Irvin Johnson for a game, I'm going to be severely disappointed. Be prepared. Oh, don't bet on it. I wouldn't really? be surprised. I okay. wouldn't be surprised. All right. Um, yeah, just a few NBA things. Um, so Durant again demanded a trade from the Nets. Basically, he went to Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, and told him, either you fire Nash and the general manager, Sean Marks, or you trade me. Jesus. Um, and then shortly thereafter, the owner came out and said, I support our front office. It doesn't appear that this guy is going to be held hostage by Durant, at least not at this point. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's There was a report out today that, you know, Kevin Durant is considering retiring rather than play for the Nets. That will never happen. Durant, Durant's not retiring. He he's he's a basketball player. That's it. And I I just that will not happen. Um, the NBA has decided they're going to retire number six for Bill Russell starting. Uh, I believe next season. Any player currently wearing currently wearing it is grandfathered in, which of course includes LeBron. Of course it does. Um. But, oh, you know, that's cool. There, there's not a lot of guys running around wearing number six in basketball. Mm-hmm. So so that's cool. I mean. Well, how many teams are there? 30, I think. Okay, I think they said, they, they said it in the article that there's 24, if there's 30, there's 24 or 25 that are wearing six. Oh, wow, that's kind of surprising. But I don't know how good they are. That, yeah. You know, if you go say, hey, you're not wearing that anymore. It's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you wouldn't right. say that. To Bill them. Russell. Right. Exactly. Right. They'd be like, oh, okay, fine. You know, no, no problem there. So. Um, so there's some there's some friendlies going on right now over in Europe between some of the national teams. Okay. And Giannis and Greece took on Spain in uh, in a couple friendlies. And I, I, think, I think Giannis played 20 minutes. And he had like thirty-one points, twenty rebounds, and eight assists. Jesus! And they and he just hit. He just mushroom stamped everybody on Spain. <laughs> they showed a couple. He was he was catching lobs and just ridiculous. So look for. I think Giannis is going to come back and have a, a insane season. All right. Um, I hope they don't wear him out too much because mm-hmm. you got to watch that. But yeah, I have a feeling we're we're in for a big Giannis year. But the what's gonna make what made all the news today was Giannis was at a presser for something the other day, and he was asked about playing for other teams and possibly playing for the Bulls specifically. Okay, I haven't seen the comments, but that's why. Some media entity in Milwaukee asked in a poll on Twitter if Giannis is going to play his entire career with Milwaukee or somebody else. Yeah. So as soon okay. as as soon as I saw this, I rolled my eyes and went, "Oh well, the media will make a big deal out of this nothing burger." So basically, what he said was, "Michael Jordan played here. They won a bunch of titles. Any great player would would love to play for the Bulls, you know." And he said, "Maybe someday I'll play for the Bulls, but I'm committed to Milwaukee." And, you know, I took that as, number one, nothing. I just it is Giannis, nothing. Is a, Giannis is a nice, polite guy who's not going <clears> to, <throat> he's not going to say anything bad about the Bulls or the city. He's too smart for that. 
But the other thing is, it's it's just another one of those. I'm watching you, Milwaukee. I'm 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 watching what we're doing. Yeah, we won a title. Yeah, I'm under contract, but as we've seen, guys can get their way out of teams, and I'm just kind of reminding you that I'm holding your feet to the fire here in order to keep building a contending team. Yeah, right. You know, and um, and I have no problem with that. I really don't. You know, um, Giannis had options, and he decided to stay, and it paid off for everybody. It was the right decision. But he's going to have options again in the next couple of years. I think he's under contract for the next four. Uh, I think the fifth one is an option. But, um, you know, the, the window's certainly still there for the Bucks. Um, You know, Pat Connaughton was on a podcast the other day, and, you know, they were asking him about the team going forward, and, and you know, they the Bucks didn't really make any moves other than Joe Ingles. And he basically said, like, we kind of feel like if Middleton don't get hurt, we're probably in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I I think I'll go to my grave believing that whether or not they beat Golden State in the finals, I don't know, but I think they beat Miami the next round, and I certainly think they would have beat Boston in the round that they ended up losing. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we once we hit Labor Day, football starts. Then we're about three weeks away from NBA training camp opening mm-hmm. up, and then. By Halloween, you got games, and then it was announced this afternoon the Bucks will be playing in Boston on Christmas Day. Oh, really? So, be a little rematch there. Interesting. Uh, you know that'll probably that'll be either be the first or the second of the five games that day. So now you correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, have the Bucks hosted on Christmas, or yeah. have they always two years been ago? Busy? I think against Golden State, two or three years ago they did. Okay, I didn't yeah. know if they were out there, and um, I think they did. Yeah, they did this year because. Yeah, they did this year too. They played Boston at home. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. So they've had it a couple times and they, you know, when you win the title, that's kind of a make good by the NBA like where you can stay home for Christmas. Right. Golden State will play at home this year. Um, but you know, it's always cool to have the Bucks out on Christmas Day. Absolutely. It's, it's a, I don't know it's what day do. of the week that is if the NFL will try to get involved again. But um let's see. Calendar. Let's go to monthly September, November, December. Christmas Day is on a Sunday. Well, there you go. So we're going to have probably a lot of sports again on Christmas Day, which I know will make everyone's wives and mothers <laughs> very, very happy people. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, if there were no football games on, I mean, you know, the Luxinger clan was was all a basketball family. So when we would go over there, it was wall-to-wall oh, hoops, yeah. and that was just not something that I was very interested. You know, I'd, I'd watch, and, and we'd talk about it, and Gramps would get get involved with, you know, Michael and Uncle Bob and Nicole and, you know, stuff like that. My parents didn't have any interest in, in basketball. But now that now that the Bucks are trying to find their way onto it, it's like, you know, we get together on Christmas, and it's like, hey, why don't we throw the Bucks game on? Yeah, for sure. You know, some, something to put on there. They're good. They got a so, chance to win something. That, yeah. You know, it's a good team to follow. All right, a little bit lighter edition. We still made the hour mark, but um, we'll see. Yeah, we need football games, dude. We need football games bad. Probably next edition will be the Monday right before Labor Day, and then it's it's on to uh, to Whitewater and high school stuff. I just got the... uh, 
stuff about St. John's for, for Whitewater and, and the tech department and their SID. So it's like, this is... It's real. This is coming real quick. Yep. Real quick. So Better be uh, better be on your A game, buddy. Hot seat. Thank yep. you for that. Putting that in my head <laughs> originally. All right. That's the intentional foul for this week. Thank you for listening, uh, downloading. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Help spread the word. We would obviously appreciate it. Uh, until uh, the next time we talk, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you down the line. Let's go, Brewers. Get it together. (laughs) 